0: Hello, Monetization Nation. Welcome back to another episode of Monetization Nation with Kaylee Christina. In the last episode, we discussed how to turn first time buyers into repeat customers. In this episode, Kaylee will share with us three ways we can better enjoy the entrepreneurial journey in a goal oriented world and how we can work better with our business partners. Tectonic shifts are constantly transforming the earth and business, causing destruction and huge growth opportunities. I'm Nathan William, the host of Monetization Nation, where we learn how to leverage business tectonic shifts to transform monetization. What do you consider is your superpower?
1: I think my superpower is my excitement and passion for helping people. It's what Gets me up every morning. It gets me excited to do what I do every day. I, of course, have to, you know, as a business owner, look at sales numbers and trends and all of those things, but nothing like that gets me excited, gets me more excited than seeing a positive review or a positive testimonial and making an impact that way. And so the more we can serve our consumer and help people both business-wise and personally-wise. I take relationships um, very seriously, like friendships, really, like relationships of all kinds. And I enjoy investing in people and helping people. And that's where I get my, my gratification from. And so I really do think that's a superpower because I think some people – operate through life, um, thinking about themselves, which is, there is nothing wrong with that. Sometimes I, sometimes I, I wish I was a little more focused on that than other people. So I do think that can be a huge strength, but I also do think there is a major strength in, in wanting to, to give to other people and make an impact.
0: That's a very admirable, uh, superpower. You've talked a little bit about reviews. Uh, Can you give us any advice on, on how you've been successfully growing your reviews and and then maybe how you handle the occasional negative reviews that happen
1: yeah um, first one have an awesome product <laughs> that's definitely the first thing focus on you know what you can bring to your consumer and make sure it's going to be a positive um, impactful product to to get a good review um, but secondly for more tactical advice um, we've done things like sending out email campaigns or if people have loved our product to please leave a review on Amazon. And if they do, we'll give them a percentage off for ordering next time or um yeah like a lot of times it's associated with a gift of some kind for leaving a review and we have like the we have the normal email sequence which everyone listening to this should have set up a normal email flow which you know two weeks after receiving the product they're asked for a review things like that but if we're needed if we launched a new product and we're needing a ton of reviews we'll do some gifting um we'll send out some emails being like we want your honest opinion we want your review Would you be willing to try this product for free or try when you buy this product, um, you'll get a discount code or a second one for free if you leave a review, things like that. So that's a little more tactical um, on. So that's for more of our website on Amazon. And then we encourage people on social media to leave reviews in the comment section. We'll do a lot of different caption prompts that encourage people to say why they love ClearStem and their favorite product and things like that. So when people are scrolling through social media and looking in the comments, they'll see that.
0: I love it. So that's a real important point. We should not just focus on leaving reviews on the official review sites. We should also focus on filling our traditional marketing and our social marketing with customer reviews. Even the main page of our website should be filled Mm -hmm. with reviews.
1: Absolutely. We're actually in the process of redoing our website right now to have even more impactful for the consumer where we're going to have some video testimonials on the front page and written testimonials. We do have written testimonials now, but video testimonials are so impactful and um, we ask for those a lot. So if someone posts on Instagram about how they love our product, we'll ask if we can reuse that. We'll also ask if they really, really love the product, would they mind sending us a 15 second testimonial video about why they love the product and if we can reuse it. So we've done that a lot for our top consumers that are consistently repurchasers or consistent people that like to share on social media, how much they love the products.
0: I love it. Uh, Not too long ago, you wrote an article about three ways to enjoy the process in a goal oriented world. I'm wondering if you could share those those three ways with us.
1: Absolutely. I think this is so important. And I, I almost wrote the article for myself because I'm definitely someone who can just be so focused on the next goal or the next accolade. And then once I hit it, I almost I don't even stop and celebrate it. I just keep going. I'm like, "All right, what's the next one?" Like, got that done. And as an entrepreneur, that can be very unhealthy to do. Um to be constantly focusing on what's next. I think to be a healthy entrepreneur and have a good mindset and have a positive mindset, you have to stop and reflect on things. So the three things that I wrote in that article, the first one was reflect consistently. So I do that in my journaling every single day. My specifically the one that I write about the positive experience that happened in the last 24 hours. Some days it's easier <laughs> said than done. Sometimes if it's been a really rough day, you know, you have to dig to find the positive experience. Um, but it's so important to stay in that state of mind. So The first one was reflecting, um, reflecting consistently. And I like to do that every single day. The second one was celebrating the setbacks because we can celebrate the good things that happen, whether it's a financial, um, goal that you hit or, um, a huge collaboration that you did with someone that was a huge goal. So those are the really awesome things to celebrate, but I think it's also really important to focus. I think that's, even more important than the amazing things that happen because that's where the growth happens is when things go wrong, you can pivot, you can figure it out. So celebrating those, celebrating those setbacks. And then the third one, I love this. I keep a positivity folder in my phone. I have it, um, in like the photo section of my phone. And every time I get a really positive email text message or a review of clear Sim that just completely blows my, blows me away. I'll screenshot it and save it to an album in my, in my albums on my phone. And if I'm, if I'm having a rough day and I'm feeling like I'm struggling to find the positive in the day, I'll just scroll through and read a couple of those. And you'd be really surprised how it, how it shifts your mindset.
0: Positive energy. Mm-hmm. So That's really interesting. There's the concept of when a room is dark, you can't turn off darkness. The only way to get rid of darkness is to fill it with something else. You have to put light in the place of the darkness. And it seems like you're using a a very similar strategy with negativity. If you're in a spot where you're a little down, a little bit of negativity in your life, you're choosing to combat that by filling your life with a little bit of positivity.
1: Absolutely. I think as an entrepreneur, you deal with a lot of high highs and low lows and keeping yourself in a really good mental state. You're going to show up for yourself better, which means you're also going to show up for your team better because it's not just about you. It's about you. You are leading a team and also your consumers. And so I think all of these things to stay in a positive mindset and staying in a positive mindset doesn't mean you're never viewing things as a negative. It's just taking those negatives and shifting them on how you can be better, how you can improve and just reflecting on it, that it's, it's not the end of the world, it's growth within that. And I think that helps you carry yourself better, lead your team better, and communicate with your consumer better.
0: Okay. Are there any stories from the growth of your company? Just fun stories of things that went really right or went really wrong. Um, that would be fun to share on this podcast.
1: <laughs> one of my favorite ones. This was in the beginning. So in the beginning, we had we ordered these blue cobalt bottles because we only had one um one serum at the time, one skincare item. And we had these blue cobalt bottles. And I would um at first I would actually hand apply every single label, hand fill, then ship. And then we made the next step where we finally got the bottles labeled for us and then shipped to us. And I still self-filled. So there's this one point in the very beginning and we were about to sell out on Amazon, which is not good because you work so hard to rank highly on Amazon and show up on their first page. And when you sell out, Amazon is always pro consumer. So selling out is not good for the consumer. So they will just completely crush all of your rankings and you'll pretty much have to start all over. <laughs> so huge no, no to sell out on Amazon. So we were really close to selling out on Amazon and our bottles that were coming in for me to fill and then ship out to Amazon were delayed and they were delayed. And I lived in this high rise apartment and they finally called and were like, okay, tomorrow or today we're going to deliver a pallet. Um, do you have anywhere for us to pull into? I had nowhere to receive a pallet. So I had to get on the phone and reroute it. I had to reroute it to a friend, um, who owned a house where we could pull it up to her garage. So, you know, is already delayed another day. So the next day they pull up with the pallet. I have all these bottles. I am on a time crunch. I'm like, all right, I got to get these bottles from our house, load them up all into individual boxes, into my car, get them home, fill them up, package them up to Amazon and get them out overnight as fast as I can. So they deliver the pallet. I go to open up one of the boxes and instead of a nice blue bottle with an iridescent white label, really clean, they were bright pink. Magenta labels, (laughs) and we also have about a 30% male demographic, too. And I look at them, and my stomach just drops. I'm like, what are we going to do? Because we don't have time to order new bottles and get them in. Also, these. Don't match what's on Amazon. So people will get it and be like, you know, they'll leave bad re- people on Amazon leave bad reviews for everything. And they'll be like, ah, oh, this bottle doesn't look the same one star review. <laughs> um, so I'm freaking out. And what I've always done on social media is I've always tried to show the ups and downs of business and life on social media. I try to not make it a highlight reel. And so I hop on Instagram stories and I'm like, oh my gosh, you'll never believe what just happened. Like, look at these pink bottles that just came. Like, I don't know what to do right now. And in my head, I'm like freaking out. My business partner is out of the country. I'm like almost in tears because at this point, I laugh thinking back on it, but at this point, it felt like the worst thing that was happening. Literally the worst thing because I was like, we're screwed. And I I got a flood of messages on Instagram of people being like, Oh my gosh, I love the pink labels. They are so cool. Like I had some people that were like, I have been thinking about ordering clear stem. I haven't yet, but now there's these like cool pink labels I'm going to order. Um, There was a local matcha cafe that has a retail section to it. And it's like a very aesthetically pleasing pink matcha cafe. And they were like, this is holy, like the place is called holy matcha. They're like, this is holy matcha pink. Like we'd love to carry this um, as a special product, like in our retail section of wellness products. And all of these amazing things happened because of that. But it wouldn't have happened if I didn't hop on social media and share the vulnerability and share the not so good side of business and when things go wrong. So it ended up being something really cool that happened and we made it like a limited edition uh, pink label. Um, It ended up being a huge hit, but for something that felt so world-ending, royally gone wrong at the time.
0: I love it. You were authentic. You were real. You were transparent. Yeah. And, and it resonated with people. They connected with you because of it. Okay. You had another article that I would love to talk about. Yeah. Uh, it's called how to partner up and crush it. And you share six strategies for doing that. Would you be willing to talk through those six with us?
1: Absolutely. So, um, you know, there's pros and cons to being an entrepreneur by yourself and having a business partner. And we've built Clearstem, Danielle and I, the two of us, and, with having a business partner, it's navigating someone else's approach to things, someone else's opinion, someone else's emotions. You know, we all operate very differently. We give and receive information in different ways. And I think one of the best things is Danielle and I do operate differently, but we have the same goal. And so that can be a huge strength at times. And so some of the things I talk about in this article the first one was being emotionally intelligent. And kind. So Danielle and I work together in person a couple days a week. The other ones were apart. And there's days where our energy levels don't match up. There's days where I'm not feeling too good and I'm just feeling kind of down and she's really high energy and vice versa. Sometimes I'm like ready to crush it. We're going to kill today. And she's not feeling so well. And so One of the most important things is to make sure that information is received correctly. And so if one of us is just not feeling the best, we come into the office and we're like, hey, I'm ready to like crush work and do it today. But just letting you know, like, I'm just not my most like positive peppy self. And it has nothing to do with you because they could think like, oh, what am I doing wrong? She mad at me. She upset. What's going on? And so just addressing that, that like, hey, my mood's just a little more low key today. It's not about you. So I think that's so important to address. There's no confusion and communication is always on point. Uh, The second one was our 80, 20 rule. So in the beginning of building a business, you know, you and your co-founder or whoever you're partnering with are wearing a lot of different hats. You're overlapping, you're on the same calls together, you're building it together. But as the company grows, you both start to settle into your separate roles and your strengths and what you take ownership over. And so We've had a lot of communication around who's making decisions on what, because some decisions need to be made together, but the other ones, our 80-20 rule was we each have our own zone of expertise. And Danielle's is more on the science side, formulation side, chemist side, all of that. Mine's a little more on the marketing, PR, social side of things. And so we each know our expertise. And so each have the autonomy to make decisions within those spaces as long as the other person is like 80% agreeing with it. So that's what, that's how we've chosen to operate, um, with how we partner so that we can agree on things, but also if we don't fully agree on things, um, to have that 80, 20 rule.
0: There's still someone who can be that final decision maker.
1: Yes, exactly. Yeah.
0: Yeah, That is so hard. So many people go into business and they do these 50, 50 business partnerships with family members. And there's just no two people that are ever going to agree a hundred percent of the time. And I love that you kind of set up a mechanism that those decisions could still be made and you guys could still progress and move forward. And you don't have to reach hundred percent consensus all the time.
1: Exactly. Exactly. Just clear communication that way is always best. And that's what propels a business forward because what can really halt a business is not agreeing on something. And at some, t- at some point, like you got to let your ego go and just understand like, Hey, my partner has more expertise in this. Let's, let's just do it. Like, we just need to make it happen. Like stop delaying it. Yeah. Um, the same yeah. concept
0: applies really well in, in marriage as well. Um, in, in my relationship with my wife, we, we have different areas that are kind of our focus. And, and even though we're still involved in the decision-making and we give feedback, we understand that, that someone might have more say or, or, uh, we, we might need to to cede to their decision making in that area if we don't see eye to eye.
1: I love that. That's so true because a business partnership is a relationship the same way a marriage is, the same way um, a relationship with a family member you name it. And so I think this really applies to all relationships across the board to make to keep them healthy. Yeah. Um, The third one is reconnecting to your passion. And what I mean by that is always remembering why you started your company. So with ClearStem, it was our passion to help people, to get people's skin clear, to make sure people were educated, to have control over their health and skin. And so any decision we make as a company, we never lose sight of that together. And so we always come back to why did we start? Why are we doing this? Let's make decisions for our consumer because of how we want to serve them, and I think sometimes people can get so caught up in business and lose sight of that. So it's good every once in a while just to come back to it and remind yourself why you started in the first place. The next one is the consumer matters most, which should be a no-brainer. But also, um, as we talked about earlier, some people forget this and they make their company about like me, me, me. Hey, look at me, look at my product. We're amazing. We're the best. We're this. We're that. And what you need to do instead is what are you gonna do for the consumer? How are you going to serve them? Why should they purchase you? How are you gonna change their life? How are you gonna impact their life? And that's the way all marketing, advertising and business should be operated. Because at the end of the day, like you're providing something for someone else. So what benefit are they getting out of it? So consumer always matters the most.
0: Yeah, customer obsessed. Yes. Um. (laughs) I've heard it said that we should focus on what's in it for me, right? Instead of focusing on us and the features and, and um, what we're about, we should clearly communicate to the customer what's in it for them.
1: Absolutely. The next one, the fifth one is celebrating the big moments together. Um, That's super important. Like I talked about earlier, it's easy to just be so focused on the next goal and like what's next, the next financial goal, the next article written about you, whatever that is. And taking a minute and really celebrating together as co founders like, hey, we did this. Like, how, like, do you remember a few years ago when we would have dreamed of this happening? Like, and this is happening right now. So, Living in the present moment, not the future or the past, but celebrating those big moments right then and there in the presence really helps keep you healthy, keep you excited, keep you motivated and positive. Um, And then the last one is remembering your baseline. So again, you can have high highs and low lows as an entrepreneur. You can't get too caught up in like the good, good, and you can't get too caught up in the bad that happens at the same time. So keeping your feet really grounded where you are business-wise, but like let your creativity flow, keep your head in the clouds, think big, think bigger than big. um, But always coming down to the grounded point of like, here's where we are right now, Here are like, stay focused on the operational procedures, our customer um, and making things, making sure things just don't get too chaotic.
0: So dream big, but make sure we're still executing.
1: Yes, exactly.
0: I Love it. So you talked about the future and dreaming big and and what the future holds. What does your future hold? And as you dream big, what are your big dreams?
1: I mean, for ClearStem, I want us to be A mainstream skincare line for adult acne and for people who are struggling with skin issues in their adult years, but also want something that's so healthy for them, so nourishing, non-toxic, and isn't going to cause additional skin issues. So people with adult acne that want to get clear, be mainstream for it, be the go-to household name for what that's going to do for you. I love challenging myself mentally and also, I mean, obviously people who are listening to this podcast, I want them to get a lot of value out of it. Um, I never want to skimp over things. So the more value I can provide and get into the details of what can really help people is really important.
0: Okay. Any more thoughts on how we can provide more value to our customers?
1: Providing more value to customers, I think it's just constantly thinking of yourself as a content creation company rather than a product company. So what kind of content are you creating for your consumer, whether it's educational or um, mission-driven, service-driven, whatever it is, what more content can you create to better serve your customer aside from the product itself um so when we go into it thinking we're all in the business of content creation whether it's via video whether it's infographics whether it's you know pdfs takeaways that people can use it's just all about providing your customer more to build that loyalty to build that like true family values within a company that they're not going to want to go anywhere else because they're getting everything they need from you.
0: I love that. Even consumer product companies need to see themselves as media companies first Mm -hmm. and produce great content that provides great value to their customers, that builds trust, that builds relationships, and then it's a lot easier to sell the product. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Kaylee, for sharing your stories and knowledge with us today. Here's some of my key takeaways from this episode. Number one, we need to make sure we recognize the goals we accomplish and celebrate them, even the small ones. We can reflect on what we've done each day. Number two, we should celebrate the setbacks. Every mistake, every failure is an opportunity for growth and learning. Number three, researchers have found that a positive mindset lowers stress and increases our health. As we develop a positive mindset, we will actually increase our chances of success. Number four, if we're in a spot where we feel a bit of negativity in our lives, we can choose to combat that by filling our lives with a little bit of positivity. Number five, just as a positive mindset is essential to personal growth, it is also essential to grow in a partnership or team. Number six, in our teams, we need to be respectful, emotionally intelligent, and kind. Number seven, each partner will have their own roles and talents in the business. We won't be able to agree with each other 100% of the time on everything we do, and we shouldn't have to. Number eight, we can take a moment to remember why we started our business in the first place to reconnect with our passions. Number nine, the customer should be our first priority. Number 10 we need to celebrate the big moments together, while also remembering our baseline. If you enjoyed this interview and want to learn more about Kaylee, you can listen to or watch uh, episode one of this interview or connect with her on Instagram or her website, clearstemskincare.com. And there's links to both of those websites on the blog post for this episode. Do you want to be a better digital monetizer? then please follow these channels to receive free digital monetization content. Number one, you can get a free monetization assessment of your business or subscribe to the free monetization e-magazine at monetizationnation.com. Number two, please subscribe to the Monetization Nation podcast or YouTube channel. Number three, please follow Monetization Nation on Instagram and Twitter. How do you add more joy to your entrepreneurial journey? Please join our private Monetization Nation Facebook group and share your insights with other digital monetizers. Thanks for joining me today for this episode. I wish you more joy in your entrepreneurial journey. Do you want to become a better digital monetizer? To receive great monetization stories and secrets, please go to monetizationnation.com and join free. And if you liked today's episode, please subscribe to the show and share it.